Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, John Dickinson inside Footprint Center. No highlight tonight because the Warriors wound up getting beat by 29 in this one. As I am coming to you live from Phoenix, we'll open up the phone lines right off the top of the show. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors are 2-2, two and two. Suns beat them in uh, what winds up being a thumping 134 to 105. So let's react to this one. Uh, it, it got ugly. It, it got testy. Uh, the Warriors were frustrated in this game tonight. And uh, a couple of the big question marks going into this game, at least the, the primary question for Steve Kerr going into this game, was could the Warriors' defense come up with some kind of a, a game, a building block, anything? Uh, a semblance of, of life on that end of the ball uh, for a team that, that had just been dreadful the last two games against Denver and Sacramento, defensively giving up 128 and, and in the 120s. And now you go through the first three games of the year and the Warriors with the 134 the Suns end up putting on them. They're giving up 124 points per game through the first four here and gave up 70 for a third consecutive game in the first half as it was 72 to 66 at the break with the Warriors trailing by six frustrations and tempers flared and mounted in the third quarter of this one as uh, Draymond Green got a technical foul after a made layup then Steve Kerr got a tech that probably kept Draymond Green from getting ejected uh, as it was the second time on the night where Kerr thought Draymond had been fouled on a layup attempt earlier. Draymond missed the layup attempt. It wound up leading to a Cam Johnson missed three that turned into a DeAndre Ayton put back. Uh, but, yeah, Draymond uh, in this one frustrated. But that was nothing on Clay Thompson and, and Devin Booker, who have been jawing all night, have been jawing at, at different points in, in the past. In the early going of Booker's career prior to, to Clay Thompson's injuries, and the game third quarter was developing an edge and a chippiness to it. And uh, Clay and Booker mixing it up. Clay got called for a foul down by the, the, the Warriors bench. And those two needed to be separated at that point. And it wound up being the, the classic double tech for a couple of guys that were jawing and, and had been jawing prior to that. Uh, but then Clay. Clay couldn't let it go, whether it was the frustration from his line tonight, 1 of 8, 0 of 5 from 3, a minus 12 performance, whether it was Booker continuing to to, to yap at him uh, after the initial double texts were, were handed out. Uh, regardless of what it is, uh, Clay Thompson lost it. He lost it on Ed Malloy, and Ed Malloy ran him right then, right there, said hit the showers, and at that point, uh, there had also been a couple of technicals on the Sun side, CP3, DeAndre Ayton had each picked up techs. Uh, but while all of this was going on in the third quarter after a, a loosely played defensive first half at 72-66, the Suns were extending 
the lead, and they pushed it from a five-point game at 82-77 all the way up to a 90-77 lead, and then they ended up adding on there, uh, getting it up to 17, and eventually 21. It was 105-86, though, 19-point game after three, and uh, Warriors bench group tonight actually got them back into the game to where it wasn't over mid-quarter. Steve Kerr went back to to Steph Curry, uh, went back to Draymond Green, uh, and there was a, a point in which uh, a Ty Jerome, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, Draymond Green lineup was helping to keep the Warriors in the game, which is pretty incredible uh, when, when you look at it. Uh, but then a uh, quick couple of buckets for the Suns, and Steve Kerr called it off. Uh, at that point after the Suns had hit it right back up to 16. And then the, the, the mop-up minutes were very unkind to the Warriors as they went from a 16-point deficit to a 29-point deficit. So it winds up looking a hell of a lot more ugly when it's all totaled up uh, than, than it was really with four or five minutes to go. But the one thing that you just you cannot, I mean, unequivocally, the, the Warriors' defense has just been flat-out atrocious. Flat-out atrocious uh, through the first four games. I think some of it is them just not looking to, to be engaged on the defensive end. I think some of it is the new players and, and combinations that they're trying to, to work in. I think some of it is you've got you know, a coaching change with, with Mike Brown heading to Sacramento and and you know Chris DeMarco and, and, and others taking on the lead role of the defense. So I think there's there's maybe some issues there as far as trying to get everybody on the same page, but you add all of that together and it's just been it's just been ugly. It, it's just been absolutely ugly, and it's allowed teams to get real comfortable with the Warriors. The rotations have been bad. They're getting beat off the dribble. Uh, it's really started even before that with the transition defense, which has been brutal uh, in the early going here. But it's it's just set kind of a blasé tone to where the Warriors are, are going to have to outscore teams at an extremely high level just to, to win games. And look, tonight was first road game of the season against a team, and, and we'll see, this will play out over the course of the season, but against a team in the Suns that believes that they are, if not on the Warriors level, right beneath the Warriors level, and they should be battling with the dubs throughout the course of this season and, and maybe in a, even in a playoff series. So you knew the Suns, even on a Tuesday night early in the season, were going to be bringing it like this game meant a hell of a lot more to them uh, than, than maybe it did to the Warriors. But I, I thought they were engaged, but they just, they just didn't have it uh, defensively again. And then frustrated, I think, with some of the calls. The free throw disparity ultimately winds up being a, a, a big difference. Uh, Suns go to the line 34 times. Warriors go to the line 17 times. I think the Suns were, were the aggressors. I think the Warriors did settle for a lot of jumpers. I do think there were a couple of calls, as you can make the case in any game, where you know, maybe a foul should have been called here or there. I think that Draymond layup that he missed that turned into the eight and bucket on the other end, he was probably fouled on that one. He was fouled on the and one that he didn't get that led to the technical fouls. So there were a couple of calls here or there, but nothing that impacted legitimately the outcome of the game. But I think the Warriors' frustration boiled over from from the poor defense to thinking they were getting a bad whistle to, you know, a, a team yapping at them that, that believes that they are of, of the Warriors' ilk. And it all turned into what wound up being an, an ugly, ugly night uh, here in uh, the Valley of the Sun, 134 to 105. So the Warriors now dip to 2-2, two and 0-1 two, oh on the road. The Suns walk out of their home arena tonight with a record of 3-1. and one. So long way to go, uh, but we've talked about it these last couple of games here, the fact that uh, the, the Warriors just haven't brought the intensity that needs to be brought defensively and they didn't do it against Denver, and I kind of warned everybody, not that it makes it right, that there were going to be probably more games like this where they wouldn't be as locked in, uh, and it carried over from Friday to Sunday and, and, and even to tonight as well. So let's, uh, let's get to our 10 o'clock hour. We'll get to some phone calls after that. 
You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. All right, the Xfinity mobile text line is open. The phone lines are open, 888-957-9570. Let's get it started here with Skills in Vallejo, our tip-off caller tonight here on Warriors Wrap-Up from Phoenix on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Skills? Hey, good evening, John. Good to be on with you again. First of all, I just want to agree with you completely about this defense. It, it has been atrocious, and I think that's the word you used. Um, but – the only thing that's keeping me sane right now about it is that there's 80 or 78 more games to clean it up, and they've got to clean it up. The other thing I want to mention real quick, and I'll, I'll, I know you guys are probably full phone lines, so I'll get off the phone quickly. Um, people are always trying to step up. I always love it when inferior players, whether they're inferior in ability or accomplishments, step up to superior players. And, and Booker, yeah, he scored a lot of points in the NBA. He's had a great career so far, but he's – until Chris Paul got there, he was one of those points for a loser. And who was he to step up to Clay and try to talk mess to Clay with four rings on his finger or four rings on his hand? It makes no sense to me, and I don't blame Clay for stepping up. Uh, if, you remember a few years ago, John, when Zach Collins of the Blazers tried to get in Clay's face? I do. Yeah, back in 2019. No, I, I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. And then uh, Clay listened to that for about a couple of minutes, and then he was like. Why am I even engaging with this guy? You know, um, I'm not comparing Zach Collins to Booker, obviously. That Booker's way better, obviously. But, sure. you know, it's just Clay did what he had to do. He's not. People think he's soft. He's not soft. He'll, he'll step up when he has to. And the Warriors are going to turn his defense around and get things turned around quickly. Thank you, John. Yep, appreciate it. L- long way to go. There's no question about it. But uh, when you look at it, look, I think it's Booker trying to, it, trying to come up with some kind of an edge. And and you know I I didn't recall and usually I got a pretty good memory I I didn't recall Booker and Clay specifically getting into it in the past but Steve Kerr brought that up in, in his post game uh, interview session that that he thought uh, that that there had been an incident before between those two but they they were talking all night tonight like it it wasn't just in the third quarter <laughs> I mean the third quarter was in everybody started talking and and really getting into it. Uh, and, and some of the back and forth with the officials and, and some of the frustration. You know, the game was just getting chippier at that point because it looked in that instance like it was going to go down to the wire and, and be a, a tight game. And, and I think you had both, both sides trying to uh, establish themselves for, for the remainder of the night and what they thought was going to be a tight game. But, yeah, Booker, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Booker's, you know, telling him, hey, Hey, you're done, man. Like, it's it's my time, <laughs> you know, uh, as Clay's staring at, at an 0 for 8. And, I, and, look, I think there is some some bleed over in terms of you know, not just the, the frustration from just the team aspect of this, but, I mean, Clay Thompson's frustrated with the fact that he's on a minutes restriction again to, to begin a season. And, yeah, it's October and, and not January, and there's plenty of time for him to get – to, to get it together, but you know, he wants to get back to being the guy that the Warrior fans want him to get back to being, which is the 2018-19 guy. And I think you know every game that goes by where it doesn't happen, it 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 just it snowballs. And I think that's what uh, you're seeing some of that frustration build. Uh, and you know the only way to snap out of it is to just relax and and just keep shooting the rock and and eventually he's going to have some big games the one thing i'm i am going to say and i said it the other night and i'm gonna say it tonight and i'm gonna keep saying it over and over and over i think we got to slow our roll on the whole pre-injuries clay thing like he's going to get back and it's going to be 2018-19 clay like i I don't think we're going to see that clay thompson ever again as consistently as we saw it at that point in his career, moving backward. Like, doesn't mean he's not going to have nights where he looks like it, but I think those nights are going to be fewer and farther between. It doesn't mean he can't have playoff games or a series where he does it, where he plays like it. He, he will look like it at times, but I just think there are going to be more games like this one and more games like some of the bad ones that, that we saw even last year mixed in with a lot of good ones where, where Clay looked like Clay. But this notion that it's going to be as consistent as it was four years ago and two major injuries ago, I'll say it. I, I, I just think, I think we're a little delusional if we think that's what it's going to be. Again, 
not to say he can't be a productive player to help this team ultimately win another NBA championship, but I, I got to wonder if, if some of that frustration is, is maybe stemming from Clay wanting that so bad and believing he can get back to that level so bad and it's just not happening. And, you know, at, at times I think that happened last year as well. 888-957-9570. Al at Alameda next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Al, you're on 95.7 The Game. Yes, hi, uh, good, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. There's, uh, you know, in the last caller kind of hit my uh, my uh, note here. Yeah, I'm talking about our uh, starting five there. I, I'm kind of concerned about uh, Looney here. Looney's kind of soft there. You know, he's he's got to be more present there. I think he needs to be coming from the bench now and put Weissman as a starter. Okay, I, I'm serious about he's. He's not that type. I mean, he's only 27, 28. He's gassing in there. I, I see him in there. He's gassing. Okay. Another thing is Clay Thompson. He's not that type that he used to be. Like, he's just, he, he could be one of them deadly shooters and a last minute taker. He's not, you're not going to see him doing 30 points anymore. And I, I don't think you're going to see him doing 20 points plus. He's just too slow now. He's getting intimidated by, by young, young stud right there. Okay, like tonight, he he got intimidated. He, he's not the same Clay anymore. And you need you need to get uh, Jordan Poole starting with uh, Curry as a playmaker. Get this guy tired. The, today they were just walking around and they're they're not tired. The, the uh, uh, Phoenix they're not tired because there's no there's no playmaker. And when when uh, Jordan Poole came in there. He got everybody fired because he was running around, got everybody tired. Then when he went back to the bench, back Clay in there, I mean, everything just went hell. I mean, Th- guys, thanks for the call. Uh, All right, Al, thanks for the call. Good, good appreciate the call. A uh, lot, lot to chew on there. Look, they're, they're not moving Jordan Poole into the starting lineup. And, you know, say what you want about James Wiseman and his offensive game, which I think has, for the most part, looked pretty solid. The Suns spent about a seven-possession stretch tonight where they just attacked James Wiseman defensively and got whatever they wanted on every single possession. Missed a layup on one. I think I think it was six out of seven possessions where it was, it was pick and roll and it was get Wiseman off the mark and, and, and just they, they abused him. They, they just, I mean, he looked, he looked lost out there. Terrible positioning, uh, get, you know, not coming out high enough, and the Suns are able to hit a jumper or, or getting him out of position enough to where you can drive him to the basket and get a layup. Like, it, it, he's got a ways to go defensively. I, I do think, that being said, he's probably better than he was a couple of years ago before his injury on that front, but you're not going to make that switch at this point. I do think it's it's nice for for the Warriors and for Wiseman that that he does look more comfortable offensively, but but defensively it's just it's I think been a borderline nightmare <laughs> to, to this point uh, of the season, barring a couple of plays here or there that shows you the template for what it's going to have to get to a little bit more consistently. So we'll go ahead and pause here eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Uh, Phone lines are open. We'll get to more calls here. We'll get to the Xfinity mobile text line as well. Hope to hear from a couple of players down in the press conference room uh, here tonight. Warriors wrap up as the Suns beat the Warriors tonight, 134 to 105. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thompson now dribbles on the break, gets bump, hands off. Oh, great no-look <laughs> flip by Thompson back to Wiseman for the dunk. He had nothing else there because he was going to lay it up, but then the second dairy defender came, and it was a beautiful pass behind the neck. One of the best assists we've ever seen Clay have. Let's see. It's Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's been ejected from the game. Clay, Clay is pointing to his ring finger, and he says, I got four as he walks off. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. All right, John Dickinson back in Phoenix, where the Suns handle the Warriors tonight, 134 to 105. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here as we react to this one. Yeah, ugly, ugly moment there for, for Clay Thompson as the frustration boils over after a lot of John back and forth. And yeah, Clay, Clay showing off the ring finger to the Suns bench. Uh, as he headed down the tunnel uh, after being ejected by Ed Malloy in this one. Third quarter, really a frenetic third quarter stretch where it looked like it was going to be a pretty damn good ball game, but you had uh, the Warriors allow things to get away from them in that stretch. Uh, 9-0 run turned a five-point game into a 13-point game, and then the Suns ran it all the way up to 21 before the end of the third. Warriors ended up down by 19 going into the fourth quarter. And uh, bench group, as we mentioned, uh, did get the Warriors back to a point where Steve Kerr tried to go for it uh, at 109.97 with 7.32 to go. But then the Suns pushed it right back up to 16. And then uh, mop-up time over the final five minutes was really ugly. Uh, and it winds up being 134 to 105 as the Suns kept their starters in the game uh, for a little bit, even after the Warriors had, had waved the white flag in this one, uh, taking them out with about a minute left and beating the Warriors in this one by 29. So the Dubs now giving up 124 points average in the four games and 70 in each of the last three first halves, which is just, I mean, never been done uh, in, in franchise history, the 70, 70, 70. And so the awful defense just, just setting a bad tone for, for everything else uh, for the Warriors here uh, in, in the early going of this season. How much of it is new personnel to a certain extent, although you can't really say that about the top six that are playing uh, for the Warriors. You can't really say that about the starting lineup that, that's playing for the Warriors. Uh, maybe the bench group, how much of it is selective engagement, a little bit of a championship hangover, knowing that games in October don't mean a whole hell of a lot. Uh, it, it's all about how you're playing coming down the stretch in, in April and, and really the beginning of the playoffs in, in the middle of April and, and May and June. And the Warriors have shown well, a much better defensive team overall last year, uh, and, and they got off to a, a start that let everybody know they were back and they cared last year when they were 18-2. and two. Uh, Being a defending champion is, is just different, uh, and I think we, we saw it over the years where the Warriors were trying to, to defend titles with Kevin Durant and a lot of talent loaded teams and there were just a lot of nights where the Warriors thought we can come out and win a game offensively and I think right now they're they're in that mode knowing that they've got essentially five and a half six months to to try and to try and fix it and and right now it's it, it's just ugly and and tonight I think in some ways that the ugliest of all uh, because the Warriors did rally on Friday to make that game respectable and I thought competed in the second half of that game uh, the the almost collapse against Sacramento was I mean that would have been an all-timer had it gone the other way and then and then tonight 
at times. I mean, there there was some competitiveness. To, to me, tonight wasn't necessarily about the competitiveness. It was more about the execution. It was more about it was more about just not knowing where it be uh, at different points. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let let's go to the Xfinity Mobile text line here. The five one zero reacting to what we came back with here uh, as far as Clay getting ejected. Not a good look. Clay got ejected and didn't exactly exit the game professionally. Uh, team gave up a, a ton of points. Hopefully the young players learned something. Look, I think Clay's earned a little bit of of go say what you got to say and be frustrated. You know, you win four rings, you're as uh, big a part of, of uh, the championships as Clay has been. I think you earn a right to to get ticked off. And by the way, the, the first ejection of Clay Thompson's career tonight. So I think he's earned a little bit of a leeway for, for allowing somebody uh, maybe to get under his skin a little bit. And, and if you didn't see it, Devin Booker postgame uh, on TNT said, quote, I love Clay Thompson. I've said that from the beginning, uh, from the draft coming out. I said I wanted to be Clay Thompson. So uh, Booker trying to tamp it down a little bit. But again, you know, after the game is one thing. You see that a lot, you know, in, in today is guys dap each other up after the game and, and give each other a hug. I don't think that'd be happening tonight between Clay and Booker, but on the court, a lot of dudes in this league are running their mouth. And you know, I think both guys were, were running their mouth. I think there's there's some frustration on both ends. You've got the Suns' frustration from believing that they should have at least one championship, and they've had, you know, some some gutless exits, let's say, to the to the playoffs in, in each of these last two years. So I think they've got some some demons that we talked about uh, on the pregame show earlier that, that they're gonna have to overcome and and you know no wins in October, November, December, January, February, March are, are going to allow the Suns. They, they could sweep the Warriors by an average of 29 points this year, and if they played in a playoff series, the Warriors would probably be the favorite, and, and the Suns would know that it could be a completely different story at that point given the way the Warriors have been able to rise to the occasion, given the way uh, that the Suns have shown that, that, that they've come up small uh, on the occasion. But the, the overarching headline, aside from the frustration from Clay. Uh, is just the the terrible, terrible defense. They just Warriors cannot get any stops, and there is just no defensive identity uh, on this team right now. And it's just it, it's crushing them. Uh, it, it's crushing them. And the Suns attacked them repeatedly tonight. Uh, you know, just just comfortable early, and then exploiting different different matchups. I mentioned in the last segment when they really went after Wiseman. Uh, and, and it got ugly there, uh, despite Wiseman being all right on the offensive side of things. Uh, but, yeah, just just a tough, tough night. And, you know, at some point, it's going to have to change if the Warriors are going to win a championship. But they know they've got a, a long way to go. And I, I think they feel that they've got the, the talent to do it. But at some point, they have to decide when the effort level and the intensity level is going to have to kick in. And it and it. it frankly didn't tonight I, I don't think it was like I said what we saw Sunday I don't think it was what we saw at Chase on Friday but I I do think it was it, it was not the level that I thought we might see of road game against a team that thinks they're of the Warriors ilk nationally televised hey we're going to come out and we're going to make a statement and we're going to play buttoned up and and we're going to hang around in this game and not give up 70 and a half and 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 put yourself in a position where you can you know at worst steal the game late and it it just didn't happen uh, for the warriors in this one so 888-957-9570 888-957-9570 warriors wrap up here from phoenix on 957 the game as the warriors are now 2 and 2 the suns improved to to 3 and 1 and, uh, yeah, the free throw disparity in this one, a, a big deal as well as uh, the Suns wind up 28-34. So they ended up plus 15. Ask Steve Kerr about that stretch of the game in the third quarter where all the technicals were going on and maybe the Warriors lost their composure a little bit. He thought the difference in the game was more just the poor defense and the free throw disparity. And, and he tried to explain the free throw disparity as just poor positioning on, on defense, being late in rotations. And, and we've seen the Warriors 
over the years go through uh, go through struggles with that, which leads to fouling. It's not new to see the Warriors when they're not playing good defense. Bad defensive teams foul a lot. So rather than complain about the Warriors not getting a whistle, I think you have to almost take a look in the mirror. And I think the Warriors are. I'm not sure the fans necessarily are uh, on a night like tonight, but I think you got to look in the mirror a little bit and, and see that the Warriors, when they're playing poorly defensively, do tend to foul a lot. And when the Warriors are, are settling for jump shots, they tend to not get to the free throw line because they're taking a lot of uh, a lot of jumpers. 888-957-9570. Uh, we'll hear a little bit from Steve Kerr coming up in just a moment. Uh, but let's get to Ricky uh, next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on the phone lines at 95.7 The Game. Hey, Ricky. Hey, John. How you doing, buddy? How's it going? What's going on, brother? Good. Going good. Um, wish it could be better. Wish the Warriors got the W, but, you know, it happened um, tonight with Clay. I'm not really surprised. I mean, to be quite honest with you, I don't know if you remember Sunday called and I told you I didn't like Clay's uh, body language. He had his head down. You know, he just looked like he was a frustrated player, you know, because obviously he's in a minutes restriction. And, you know, other players are getting his playing time. And, you know, it sucks, you know, when you're like a, a player like Clay's um, caliber. You you want to be out there. You want to score. You, you want to build a rhythm. You really can't do that if you're in and out, coming in and out all the time. And, and Clay's a confident player, and he just does not look confident the last two or three games, to be quite honest with you. And, um I think it's a problem. I think it, it just today would just burst out. You know, all that frustration that he had just burst out today, man. And um, I think he's mad at Booker. Obviously, he was chip, chipping up with Booker. But I think he, you know, when you're mad at somebody, you always take it out on another person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's life, right? Yeah. If I'm mad at you, I take it out on someone else. But the thing is, I think he's mad at Steve Kerr. To be quite honest with you, I think I think he's mad at Steve Kerr because you know he has him in this kind of you know in and now minutes restriction and. You're not letting me build my, my game up. You know, you're kind of holding me back you're like I'm your, you know, project or something like that. I mean, I think that's what Clay is really mad at. I think he's mad at Steve Kerr. All right, man. Thank you for your time, man. Yeah, appreciate the – I mean, he's got no – if he wants to be mad at Steve Curry, he should be mad at the medical staff. And, look, Clay Thompson met with the media today at shoot-around. The Warriors held their shoot-around over at Arizona State, and I was there. And he, he said at that point that, you know, he – while he doesn't like it, he was he he understood the fact that the medical staff was trying to put him in a position to where he's feeling good about himself, you know, in November, December, January, and 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 more importantly, April, May, and June. And if that meant means he's got to sacrifice a little bit in in October, he doesn't love it. Uh, in fact, he he hates it. But but I think he understands it, and he he was he was pretty forthcoming as far as just acknowledging that that this process for him right now isn't fun, but he's got to get through it, and eventually he'll get through it. And I think the toughest part for him is when he feels like the position that he's in out on the court puts the Warriors in a worse, pis- a worse position to, to be able to succeed. Like, you're the reason, I think was the exact quote, that your team's in a slump, or at least you feel that way. And so Clay Thompson's trying to to work through that, and I think that you know the 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 concern turns to frustration, turns to anger, and I think a lot of that boils over when you've got uh, the young fella chirping in your ear. And yeah, you know what, Devin Booker's a, a nice young player in this league that that that's come into his own the last couple of years. And you know, I, I don't want to get into the back and forth as to whether Devin Booker should be talking to you know talking mess to Clay Thompson. I mean, anybody can talk mess to anybody they want and 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 let's be honest tonight and I think part of it was Clay's game you know more so than even the back and forth but but Booker got him tonight <laughs> Booker he you know Clay got got tonight and usually the Warriors are the team that that gets other teams you know for the most part you know how many times has Draymond got somebody how, how many times is has have the Warriors frustrated an opponent into a situation like that so you know you, you get got sometimes and, and you move on and you come back and, and, and you try and get better from it so I, I think I'm less concerned about Clay moving forward here I think he's going to be the player that he was last year I think he's going to be a better version of the player that he was last year where I slow the roll again is I'm not sure he's going to be 
the player that he was as consistently as he was going back to 2018-19. And I think at some point, you can just see him wanting it so bad, you just have to accept that it's okay if it doesn't happen. He wasn't that player last year, and the Warriors still won an NBA championship. He, you know, he can be less than he was before this year if other things develop and go a certain way, and they can still win uh, an NBA championship. So I think eventually, once he gets back to playing 33, 34 minutes, and once he starts having some better shooting nights, at, at that point, I think everybody will, will relax and settle in, and it, it won't feel like every night's got to be the night that Clay has his, his big breakout or the night where we say he's back. Like we just, we just have to stop doing that and let him play basketball to the best of his ability to try and help this team win. 888 uh, Adrian and Danville next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Adrian. Hi, how you doing? Good. So, What's I'm, on your mind? I'm just wondering, uh, you know, like, you know, Mike Brown was supposed to be like a defensive uh, guru for the Warriors, and he's not there anymore. I mean, I'm just wondering if, if that would have anything to do with their uh, defensive uh, lapses, because I don't think I've ever seen the Warriors play this bad defensively, you know, for like this long. I mean, they're just, they're, they're just giving up points left and right, you know? Yeah, they, they, Mike Brown last year, and thanks for the call that there were game specific game plans early in the year. Like they were really locked in defensively at the, at the early part of next of of last year. And, and Mike Brown was, it was a big, was a big part of that. And, and yeah, now he's in Sacramento trying to teach them how to be a, a better than bottom third defensive team in the NBA, which they really haven't been in about a decade and a half at, at any point. So we'll see how it shakes out. But the Warriors have to figure it out. Again, that, that's the part that's unknown. Is it the, is it the combination of you know, Mike Brown leaving and the Warriors maybe not being as engaged on that end because they're defending champions and they know that this is what they hope is an eight-month grind to, to a, another NBA Finals appearance and a long playoff run, and they're, they're pacing themselves early and trying to win games with offense. Is it a bad mix of personnel? At this point, I mean, they, they don't have Gary Payton II, I mean, who was a, an elite defender, and, and we had somebody on the, on the Xfinity mobile text line point out the fact that it, Gary Payton II did a nice job against Booker. Booker really wasn't a factor against the Warriors. Uh, and I know he didn't play in, in one of the games in San Francisco. actually got hurt, I think, in the first matchup, and then they played three or four days later. He didn't play in that game, but in the other two games he was less of a factor and you know Gary Payton the second was able to to defend him at times and and the, I think the Warriors do miss Gary Payton the second because he was somebody that that could guard a bunch of different positions at a really high level and block shots and come up with with steals that got the Warriors out into into transition and and now they don't have it and and they don't have anybody that's that's you know, able to to fill that void. So I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. But regardless, it shouldn't be this bad. It shouldn't be 70-70-70 in three first halves. It shouldn't be an average of 124 over the course of, of the first four games of the year. It shouldn't be 134 tonight on top of 128 on top of 125. I mean, that's that's the issue. Uh, Greg in San Francisco checking in on the 415 uh, on the text line. Uh, come on, J.D., free throws. Golden State's a mediocre defensive team under Kerr. Actually, that's not true. They, they've been an elite defensive team under Kerr uh, in in a bunch of these years. Not, not all of them. They, they've been average in a few and better in the playoffs, at least good enough in the playoffs. But they've been closer to elite that mediocre overall. So that's that's just factually inaccurate. Uh, I'm I'm not saying the free throw like to, the free throw thing to me was not like I, I was relaying what Kerr had said when I asked him the question uh, about the, the the free throw disparity and then he gave his reasons why. Uh, I don't think the free throws was really that big of a deal. Like I I'm I, being at the game watching the game, I don't think there were uh, you know, fifteen. Like to me, the the Suns for the most part play here, play there, earned the advantage that they had at the free throw line. Like I'm not one of these guys, and you know this if you've heard me over the years. I'm not one of these people that believe that you look up at the end of the game and the free throw attempts have to be even. 
like that hogwash. If you've got a team that's more aggressive, if you've got a team that's that's worse defensively, if you've got a team that uh, you know is, is shooting a lot of jumpers, then you're not going to be getting to the free throw line. And I think the Warriors over the years have had a lot of games where they fall into all all of that. They they shoot jumpers that aren't falling, and they foul too much because of some poor defensive habits, and they lose games typically because they foul too much, they turn it over too much, uh, or or they take you know too many bad shots that that, that lead to, to to the opposition getting easier opportunities. I mean it's it's typically one of those few things when when the Warriors do lose a game and, and tonight it was a combination of a of a couple of them. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Draymond takes the rebound, spreads up the floor. Nobody stopping. It was all the way in for a dunk. Wow. Coast to coast for Draymond. <laughs> We're tied at 55. Couldn't be any easier. Wow. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. All right, final segment, 888-957-9570. We can sneak in another call or two. A lot of good text messages tonight on the Xfinity Mobile text line. We'll get to a couple of more here uh, as we close down the program, as I am in Phoenix at Footprint Center, an empty Footprint Center uh, here as they're cleaning things out. Suns beat the Warriors 134-105 to uh, as the Warriors now 2-2 two and two on the season. Uh, from the 415, actually from the 510, good, good text message. Uh, I think Clay is looking over at Curry being 34 and still being essentially in his prime, and that may be something weighing on him because his running mate uh, is not playing like that with a full season and, and a finals run under his belt. I, I don't, I don't know that it's that. I think that's an interesting theory. Uh, I, I just, but I do think there's something to the fact that Clay Thompson isn't Clay Thompson, and everybody's waiting for Clay Thompson to come back and be the guy that he was before the injury. He's wants to just get back to being the guy that can play 34 minutes 
and and play every night and be comfortable in that in that respect and and just work his way through slumps and not feel like he's hurting the team but he just can't find that consistency uh so i but i think it's i think there is something rooted in the fact that maybe in the back of his mind he's wondering because he's such a thoughtful dude if maybe there is a little bit of doubt potentially creeping in as to whether he can be that guy as consistently as he, as he was before. So I think there is something uh, to that. Uh, 510 also pointing out that, yeah, Gary Payton II is injured right now, and, and that's a fact. He he wouldn't be playing even if the Warriors had kept him. Uh, but, and yeah, if they had kept him and he wasn't playing for the Warriors and they had paid him nine ten million dollars a year because that's what the, the going rate ultimately would have been to keep him that wouldn't have looked real good uh either uh because the question about Gary Payton the second was obviously durability and I think even last year at times durability was was a little bit uh, of a question uh, a couple other just observations uh from the ball game tonight just to to kind of close things out Jonathan Kaminga was a DNP in the first half, and, and he didn't play at all until after Clay Thompson had gotten ejected. So he was out of the rotation, and the Warriors were down players in their rotation tonight uh, because they had sent Ryan Rollins, they had sent Patrick Baldwin Jr., Anthony Lamb, uh, all to the G League uh, on G League assignment. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo's out with the hamstring. Iguodala still not ready to return. So they, they had 11 and that was with Ty Jerome, their other two-way player, who saw 12 minutes of action tonight and wanting a backup ball handler just in case. Kind of the old Chioza role uh, with DiVincenzo out, another ball handler if need be. And Ty Jerome did get himself in the game, but Kaminga was the odd man out. So 11 available for Kerr tonight. He didn't play Kaminga at all and didn't go to Kaminga at all until the Warriors got down uh, and we're looking for a spark. And so he uh, was able to, to you know, g- I thought give the Warriors a little bit of a spark. And, and look, if he's in the doghouse or, or benched for, for whatever reason uh, and not in the normal rotation, that, that's on Kaminga. Like, Kaminga's got to work his way through it. And, and I'll say this, I do think he played with effort, intensity, uh, defense. Uh, you know, tonight was a good step for Kaminga, even though it was kind of an unremarkable box score for him overall, and he wound up being a minus 13. I do think he played with the, the right intentions. Uh, and, and, you know, as far as try to run the floor and rebound and defend, earn your minutes by doing the little things, not because you want to put your head down and go score on somebody. And, you know, I, I think the... Lack of intensity when Steve Kerr put him in the game when the Warriors were up 20 on Sunday night against Sacramento. And I think the Sacramento broadcast on the television side actually caught Steve Kerr just just yelling at him during a timeout, just coming at him. And that, that it was not a surprise that he was a DNP at least into the first half uh, or into the second half, rather, until uh, Clay Thompson wound up out of the game and the Warriors ended up needing a spark down big. And I, I thought for Kaminga, small thing, but a small positive step for him toward trying to get back in, in better graces. All right, a couple of calls here quickly to wrap it up. Wally and San Rafael on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Wally. Uh, good evening. Um, What's going on, Wally? I didn't even want. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch most of the game until the third quarter, but I, you could just tell by the box score that this defense isn't ready to play right now. I guess Gary Payton II is a big loss, um, but that that's not you know the difference maker in allowing, I don't know what the stat is, but it feels like at least 20 more points per game than they did last year, like initially, right? And, you know, you're coming off of a championship and everything like that, but this defense is just not ready to play right now, and it's evident in, in what happened tonight, what happened against the Kings. You know, 71 in the first half, and they almost came all the way back. The Nuggets were unbelievable. Uh, this, this defense just isn't ready to play right now, and I don't know if it's just the beginning of the season lulls or something, but, I mean, you could just tell. They're just, they're just not ready. That, yeah, no, they're not ready. And I asked Steve Kerr about the transition defense specifically before the game, and he brought up a note. Uh, a, a number he said last year, and I'm, I'm quoting him, the Warriors gave up about 15, 16 points per game in transition. And in the early going, this is before tonight, 34 points per game in transition 
for the Warriors. And and tonight, uh, tonight I'm looking at it now. They gave up uh, 11, so it was more half court tonight. So better in transition, but more half court tonight. So that number goes down a little bit, a little bit more in line. But yeah, 34 is you know over two times as much as they had been given up on average last year in transition. Robin in San Francisco. Uh, Robin, you're going to be the final caller tonight here on, on Warriors Wrap-Up uh, on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Robin. Hi. So I'm going to make it really quick, J.D. I uh, equate Clay's um, frustration, I like the way you put it, to I, I think it's, uh, you know, when you're anxious about something, I equate that to me, uh, to my trying to lose weight. If I don't see results fast enough, I'll go eat a brownie. So I think Clay kind of <laughs> exploded tonight. And, and actually, I was glad. I was like, because, you know, he, he always stay calm. And I'm thinking to myself, do you ever explode? So I was thinking about that. But the last thing I want to say is this really quick, is that, you know, I know everybody wants the Warriors to always win and be who they are. But look at them. They're a different team, really, than what they were last year. And actually, they're developing a lot more young younger uh, younger players and less experienced players that really don't, you know, they don't teach them anything about defense before they get there. It's like starting out from scratch, you know what I mean? The one I've seen improve is James Wiseman, but all the rest of them don't seem to have any interest in playing defense. And so um, I don't know why. Is it because they don't know? But we always have to keep in mind that we didn't think Gary Payton Jr. was a defense. We didn't think Otto Porter Jr. was. So give it time and keep remembering this is a different team. That's all I have to say. It is a different team. There, there's no doubt about it. Different, some different coaches, some different players, a lot more younger players, and they're trying to build continuity. As far as Clay goes, yeah, get it out of your system. Get it out of your system, Clay, uh, and and we'll see how he bounces back on Thursday against the Heat. All right, that'll do it for me. I uh, want to thank uh, Sterling Bennett inside our San Francisco studios. want to thank everybody else uh, cutting highlights and post-game sound and everything, uh, keeping us on the air back in, in San Francisco. Appreciate the help of one and all. Uh, so thanks there. And then uh, I'll be back on Thursday. Warriors Live pregame edition begins at 6 from Chase Center, 6 o'clock. Warriors and the Miami Heat, uh, and you can catch all the action right here on 95.7, the game before the Dubs head out on the road for a five-game Eastern roadie. So that'll do it from Phoenix. Uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday from Chase. Suns beat the Warriors 134-105, to and you heard it right here on 95.7, the game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 